0: Hallelujah. Well, hello friends. Good to have you all in the house. Praise the Lord who enjoyed worship. Oh, wow. Look, um from the, the day we began doing Friday night meetings and we've been doing this probably oh, I don't know, maybe 20 years Friday nights. And I've done it intentionally and deliberately because I believed it was a leading from the Lord that we would have a place where we could seek his face, corporately seek the face of God and encounter his presence. Because, you know, uh, it is, just as they've been quoting all night long, Zechariah 4, it's not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And if we make room for God to, to minister, to speak a word from him, A word spoken personally to our hearts as the Holy Spirit brings the Word of God to our remembrance, as He shows us uh, things to come, as He speaks to us personally, is life-changing. Over and over again in worship, I have had life-changing encounters. I got saved in worship. So worship for us is not a warm-up for the main event. Worship is our opportunity to jump right in and have a cuddle with God and let Him love us and restore our soul. And I'm so grateful uh, for the culture that's developed here at, at GCC where you understand that worship isn't a, um, isn't a show that you get to sing along to. But it's actually an engagement with the glory of God and that we come with our hunger and our expectation, with our cup saying, here we are, Lord, fill us up. I shared uh, last Friday about the different ways we can receive from the Holy Spirit. You know, I want to just continue tonight as the Lord leads, but let's just pray. Father, we're so thankful for your presence. We're so thankful for all that you do, Lord. We thank for the moving of your Spirit among us. Holy Spirit, we we say thank you. Yes, Lord, revive our hearts. Come, Lord Jesus. We say, Lord, we ask for more. Lord, that you would stretch forth your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and miracles in the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Lord, we're asking for more, Lord God. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, wherever two or three are gathered in your name, there you are in the midst of them. Father, you are among us, and therefore, Lord, we expect that you would manifest yourself in all your glory. Father, that your name would be lifted up in Jesus' holy name, everybody said. Amen. And over the last few weeks, we've been seeing the Lord do really amazing things. There's been such a building in the glory, such a building of His presence. Sunday, I I got up to, to do the transition, and the glory of the Lord hit so hard that I could not stand up. I was sobbing in the presence of God. And last Friday, and the Sunday before, and the Friday before, people being all under the the weight of His power and His glory, encountering God and and being transformed, being uh, supernaturally delivered, being supernaturally empowered, being supernaturally. Filled. Hallelujah, And I believe it is revival, that the Lord is reviving our hearts. It is filling us afresh with boldness. And He wants not just to have a one-off encounter with us, but He wants to fill us and fill us and fill us again. He wants to fill us continually to overflowing with all His fullness so that we would be consumed by Him. Because when we see Him, In His light, we see light. All the lies become evident in His light. In His glory, as the glory increases, as the fire of God, the baptism of fire comes on our lives, the fire of God helps us recognize and see things we didn't recognize and see before. Give me a wave if the Holy Spirit's been touching you in His presence these last few weeks. Significantly. And, you know, as we, as we lean into what he's doing, he wants to do more. Just as Emily prophesied tonight. I love that word, Emily. Um, how we can get comfortable just having a little, little look and a little glimpse and go, Oh, that was great, God. But if we'll actually go, no, I'm not, I'm not going to be content with just a little taste. I'm not going to be content with just a little glimpse. I'm going to come right in. I want, I want everything that you have for me, Lord. I want to know you. I want to be consumed by you. I want to surrender and yield everything to you. His glory, in His glory, it causes us to want to do that. Hallelujah. And um, as, we, as we look and as we allow Him to touch us, Sometimes in the fire, the dross can come to the surface too. Anybody been feeling a little uncomfortable by a few things that have been coming to the surface? Like seriously, I've been finding it too. And it's a good thing because if you recognize it's the Spirit of God and you don't just just pay it no heed, but you bless what God's doing. You say, thank you, Lord. God wants to take you from glory to glory. Hallelujah. And He wants to strengthen you with might by His Spirit to behold His glory and to be filled with all the fullness of God. And that's wonderful. We've been looking, and I want to I want to look there again today in um, the book of Zechariah. Zechariah chapter 4. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there with me. It's a beautiful book. Praise the Lord. But we're looking in Zechariah chapter 4, and there's this fascinating word that the Lord speaks to Zechariah. Zechariah who's been building the temple, and it's been 20 years, and they're not had a lot of momentum and I'm going to read it to you again. It says here in verse 1 that the then the angel who was speaking with me returned and roused me as a man who is awakened from his sleep. And you know that's what the Lord is doing. He's arousing us. He's awakening us from our sleep. He's reviving his people. Hallelujah. And when he revives his people, we go, he's going to ask us, "What do you see?" He wants us to look with an expectation to see, with a belief that when we look, God will show us things. That as we ask Him, He will speak to us. As we seek, we will find. Hallelujah. Because He is a good Father. And He said to me, what do you see? And I said, I see and behold a lampstand of gold with a bowl, with its bowl on the top of it and its seven lamps on each of the seven spouts belonging to each of the lamps which are on top of it. Also two olive trees by it, one on the right side of the bowl and on the other on its left side. Then I said to the angel who was speaking with me, saying, What are these, my Lord? So the angel who was speaking with me answered and said to me, Do you not know what these are? And I said, No, my Lord. Then he said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. What are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel you will become a plain, and he will bring forth the top stone with shouts of grace, grace to it. Also the word of the Lord came to me, saying, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this house, and his hands will finish it. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. For who has despised the day of small things? But these seven will be glad when they see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. These are the eyes of the Lord which range to and fro throughout the earth." It's such a rich passage. There's so much in this. And as I look at it, I feel the Holy Spirit speaking. And I want to encourage you to have ears to hear, to listen to what the Lord is saying. As we see this lampstand, like the menorah in the temple, the seven lamps, it speaks of the seven spirits of God. Also, the lampstand speaks of the church. Hallelujah. As we read about the lampstands in the book of Revelation, speaking of the churches. This is a word to the church, to the body of Christ. That's you and that's me. Hallelujah. So this is not just a word for Zechariah back then. It is, it is speaking, a living word speaking to us today. And What was different about this vision of the lampstand is that it wasn't just a lampstand in the temple, it had two trees feeding directly olive oil into the lampstand. Normally the priests would have to be continually refilling the oil, but this was being directly supplied by these two trees. And as I looked into these two trees, it's talking about the anointed ones. And I, I believe it is the anointed one, the Messiah, Jesus, the Word of God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus, the Word. And the Spirit of God, the oil of gladness. Hallelujah. And I believe it's a picture of the Word and the Spirit coming together, feeding the church in these last days that we might be glorious and radiant and on fire for Him. Hallelujah. But it's going to require us to be equally drawing from the word of god and the spirit of god hungrily opening our hearts and allowing him to continually supply continually supply god doesn't want you living on the on the Smell of yesterday's revelation or yesterday's encounter. He wants you today to have fresh bread. He wants today to speak to you. And he's ringing those little dinner bells. He's ringing opportunities, just like he did here with Zechariah. Zechariah goes, What is this? And the, the angel says, You don't know what that is? It's as if he was waiting to see if he would ask. If he would look a little closer, because when we take time to look a little closer, when we take time to give our attention and our focus to what the Lord's doing, God will give you more. To him who has, more will be given. Unless we decide just to have a little peek through the curtain and walk away. God is inviting us. He says, taste and see that the Lord is good. You know why he wants you to taste and see? Because he knows that if you taste and see, you're going to be wanting more. Hallelujah. And he's waiting to see if you'll ask. Because if you'll ask, you will receive. And he, and he speaks about the great mountain being becoming a plain. And I believe that's a promise from God. That whatever big mountain you might be facing, whatever huge issue might be standing in front of you. The Lord says, It's not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit. This mountain will be removed. This mountain will become like a plain as though it was not even there. And in this time, while we are surrounded by noise and drama and darkness, the Lord is wanting us not to be declaring and moaning about what the world is doing and what the devil is doing, but to be focusing on what the Lord is saying and prophesying to the mountains and declaring the will of God to be done because He has given us power. You see, when we are being fed by the Word and by the Spirit, and we are being filled up, encountering God in His presence, the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ is is set ablaze in our hearts. And with that faith, we will speak to mountains and tell them to move. Hallelujah. So we need to watch our mouths. But here's where I want to focus tonight. It says here, For who has despised the day of small things? Other versions say, who has despised the day of small beginnings? You know, so often we get an idea in our head of how things should be. Or or sometimes we don't even value and recognize the beginnings of what the Lord is doing. And we, we are expecting, unless we have a great big angelic encounter or something major happens, or if I get you know, thrown backwards by the power of God, then I'll believe. And it's beautiful when God does that. And He does do that. And I've seen Him do that. But you see, this is telling us who has despised the day of small beginnings. I believe God is inviting us into a place of maturity, where we are going to go after Him. We are going to pursue Him. When we need to learn what it looks like to recognize the beginnings of what the Holy Spirit is doing in our hearts. We need to recognize, like for me this week, I've been recognizing multiple opportunities um, to take offense at an insult. I have had family who, you know, they've always... Mocked me for my Christianity, but it's started really getting to me this week. And I, I, as I was getting frustrated, like I'm tired of this, I'm tired of them making fun of me all the time. I'm tired of being the butt of their jokes. I I turned to First Peter chapter four fourteen, and it says here, the Lord spoke to me. He said, If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. I was like, Whoa. who has despised the day of small beginnings? Thank you, Father. Well, I've legitimately been insulted for the name of God today. The Spirit of Glory rests upon me, God. Thank you, Father. Oh, I forgive them. I bless them, and I thank you for the Spirit of Glory resting upon me. Hallelujah. But I've also recognized that it's an invitation to start praying into those situations instead of tolerating them. To see those mountains moved, and to see shift and ha- shift and a change happen in our family. You see, this is how the Lord speaks. He'll begin to do something. And we have to learn to recognize the day of small beginnings when God's starting to do something. Maybe the Holy Spirit's been starting to touch you, starting to minister to your life. Maybe you've been feeling like you're sensing Him doing something in your life. Rather than just saying, oh, Well, that's nice, you know, that's nice. The Holy Spirit's touching me. Recognize that it's a small beginning that is a little door into a big opportunity if we'll lean into it. And the Holy Spirit wants to help us. As I look at these seven lamps, and it's speaking of the seven spirits of God, the the eyes of the Lord which range, these seven, the eyes of the Lord which range to and fro throughout the earth. We've just read here in First Peter about the spirit of glory. But then we can read in Isaiah 11 about the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of the fear of the Lord. It's all God. There is only one God. Hallelujah. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, But the Holy Spirit is manifest in the earth in the sevenfold Spirit of God. This glorious uh, opportunity for us to engage with the Spirit of the Son, the Spirit of the Father, in the Spirit of glory, the Spirit of um, wisdom and understanding and counsel and might and knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And as I looked at that, I got really excited because as we start to recognize the beginnings of the Lord starting to pour His Spirit out, as we start to recognize the beginnings of God waking us up, the beginnings of God's fire starting to spark and burn in our hearts, it's an invitation to pay attention to the Holy Spirit. I need wisdom. So I'm going to ask Lord for the spirit of wisdom. This isn't some erroneous teaching. This is clear throughout Scripture. We read about Paul praying in Ephesians chapter one that the Father would grant us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. The spirit of wisdom, one of the sevenfold uh, spirits of God, that what part of the seven lamps that are burning? Hallelujah and the spirit of wisdom is something god wants to give us but he says if you anyone lacks wisdom let him ask the spirit of revelation god speaking to us it's, it's like the spirit of understanding oh god give me understanding give me understanding has been my prayer this week i want to understand When I'm interacting with people, I want to understand what your spirit is saying. I want to understand the situation from your perspective and your point of view, not just through my lens, but I want to see it from your perspective. I want to understand situations. Hallelujah. And we can gain the spirit of understanding by fellowshipping with the spirit of understanding, intentionally asking him for help. The spirit of counsel. We read about that in John 14, 26, when Jesus tells us that the Holy Spirit, the counselor, will come. Wow. The counselor, the counselor who doesn't get tired of you. The counselor who doesn't get, doesn't get over you and bored and frustrated and think, oh, no, I've got this one to come and talk to me now. He's the counselor who is available for you 24-7 and who delights to help you more than you are ready to receive. Isn't that wonderful? Wouldn't it be wonderful? to? I mean, a lot of people these days, they get life coaches, but we have the spirit of counsel available to us all the time more eager to counsel you than you could ever imagine, than you have time to even receive. But the Lord is saying, I'm wanting to awaken you to wake up and recognize that it's a new day. I've given you a new wineskin and I want you to learn from me my ways. I want to counsel you. I want to help you. I want to comfort you. Hallelujah. When you're feeling distressed, the spirit of counsel is there to comfort you, to speak the words of life and hope, to interpret your tears. Hallelujah. My tears are liquid words and he can read them all. Hallelujah. It's the truth and it's the spirit of counsel. The spirit of might, which also means the spirit of power and spirit of strength. What's it like to spend some time fellowshipping with the spirit of might? Hallelujah. That's where we see miracles. That's where we see, that's where we see the power of God manifested, signs and wonders, breakthroughs. Hallelujah. The Spirit of might wants to manifest Himself in us and through us. He wants to teach us and He wants to help us. You might see me sometimes when I'm ministering on the altar and I'll step back for a moment. Because if I'm not aware of the spirit of might I don't want to keep going laying my hands on people because it's not by my gifting it's not by my my passion it's not my by my desire but it's by the, his spirit the spirit of power the spirit of might that is needed to bring breakthrough and miracles and healings hallelujah and we need to whoa <laughs> he likes it when we talk about him. If we learn to acknowledge Him, yes, I love you too. If we learn to acknowledge Him, He will make our path straight. And He wants to come. Yeah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And the spirit of the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord is not like, oh, stay away. He's scary. It's the awe, oh, the majesty, Oh, God, the revelation that he is so much bigger than anything you could possibly face, that he is so much more glorious, that he is so much more worthy. And it's wonderful. The spirit of the fear of the Lord is what I think we experienced on Sunday, where it's like, <laughs> oh, God, oh, God, where you, you run out of words because it's like, holy, holy. And it's glorious. Do not despise the day of small beginnings. These seven will be glad when they see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. The plumb line being the Word of God, Jesus Himself, the one who causes us to, draw, to build straight. Hallelujah. I was speaking with Dave this week. He had a plumb line too. And... um he was showing me, I asked him exactly how it works. And he said, well, someone holds it up the top and they take a measurement. Someone holds the bottom and they take a measurement and it makes sure that you don't get your walls crooked. And the plumb line, the word of God is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path to make sure that we don't build in a way that is crooked, in a way that is Straight and holy. Deb, you can reach into my bag there. I've got a plumb line right there in my handbag there. I keep it and it reminds me. Hallelujah. As we put the plumb line of the Word of God in front of us, the Holy Spirit wants us to recognize. (gasps) Here it is. Someone gave me this in America. It's a plumb line. And when you hold it up, it's a heavy weight at the bottom that, that, that makes things be built straight. The continual feeding of the olive trees, the Word of God is your plumb line. As you day and night look into the Word of God, feed on the Word of God and invite the Holy Spirit to speak to you, to minister to you, He will make your path straight. He will make your life straight. He will show you His ways. He will teach you His paths. Hallelujah. I've been feeling an invitation from the Lord to lean into the Psalms at the moment. And I've been getting so much out of it that I've tried to discipline myself to do one morning and one evening. And it's so hard because I so want to race ahead because it's always so good. But I've tried to slow myself down to make sure that I'm really mining each one, and receiving what the Holy Spirit's saying. Today, I was um, over here um, looking at Psalm, yesterday I was in Psalm 27, one of my favorite Psalms, praise the Lord. I was looking uh, today at at, um, Psalm 28 and Psalm 29, It's speaking about the God of glory, the Lord who is our strength, the Lord who is our shield. And the heart of the Father to reveal His glory, His majesty to us. And His, de- His delight and His desire to give us strength to bless us with peace. Hallelujah. It seems a constant theme throughout Scripture through, as I'm going throughout the Psalms. Again and again and again and again, the Lord wants to bless us. He wants to bless us with His peace. He wants to bless us with strength. He wants to help us. He wants to reveal His glory. He wants us to ascribe to Him glory and majesty, and He wants to reveal His glory to His people because He longs for us to have relationship with Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Can you see any small beginnings in your life? As you see the Holy Spirit starting to do things, as you see the Holy Spirit starting to bless something in your life, it is an invitation for you to partner with God. Instead of going, oh, that's nice. I see God starting to do that. Or, oh, that's nice. I see, well, I see, yeah, that's nice. I'm seeing a bit of a shift here in, in attitude with this person rather than just saying, oh, that's nice. Thank you, Lord. We can partner with God and not despise the day of those small beginnings by blessing what God is doing. So as we're starting to see, like this week, um, having conversations with family, that, like breakthrough, you know, extended family breakthrough conversations that we haven't had before, instead of just going, oh, that's good, We've, we want to partner with it. We're going to pray into it. We're going to bless it. We're going to say, thank you, Lord, more. To him who has, more will be given. So yes, Lord, we want to partner with you in breakthrough. This mountain will be removed. Hallelujah as you're starting to see breakthrough in your life in um, finance or starting to see breakthrough in your life in prayer or worship, or maybe you've been touched by the Holy Spirit in a way that you haven't expected or seen before, bless it. Partner with God and say, yes, God, it's begun. When Elijah was praying for the drought to break, he put his head between his knees Like he was birthing something. And he prayed earnestly, the scripture says. And he sent his servant away to go and see if the the clouds were coming. And the servant came back seven times, saying, six times, saying, nothing's there. And finally, on the last time when he sent him away, the servant came back and said, I see a cloud the size of a man's fist rising. It was a small beginning. But Elijah went, Ha, that's it. Go and tell them that the rain's coming. He girded up his, his cloak. He said, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. It was a tiny, tiny little cloud. But he knew, I've been asking for this. I've been pressing in for it. It's begun. It's begun. Let's run. And I believe as we as a people recognize this day of small beginnings, and don't just go, oh, that was a nice meeting. Oh, that's been some good meetings. Oh, God's really been moving and say, isn't that nice? If instead we'll go, it's begun. It's the abundance of rain. I can hear the sound of the abundance of rain. Get ready. Let's run. Let's declare what the Lord is doing. Let's talk about what the Lord is doing. And let's see the outpouring that he has promised and we have prayed for. But remember when the beginnings begin, Like when Jesus was born in a manger, the very beginnings, very often these small beginnings don't go uncontested. The enemy doesn't just turn the other way and pretend it's not happening. But God is for us who can be against us. When opposition comes, God wants to bring blessing. He wants to bless us. He wants to move among us. But don't be surprised that when things start to happen, that opposition also can start to happen. But instead of getting our focus on the opposition, instead of wailing and complaining about the opposition, Instead, if we learn to speak to the mountain and see it moved and start to declare that what the Lord is doing and start to declare the beginnings of what God is doing, instead of saying, is that all I get? Just a tiny little cloud. There's still a a drought. I haven't seen a drop of rain. He could have done that. But if instead you focus on what the Lord is doing, what you focus on is what will manifest. If you get distracted in this season and start focusing on what the enemy is doing, then you'll get caught up in the drama of what he's doing. God's heart for you is to fix your face like flint, like a plumb line, to get it really clear. I have determined to know nothing but Christ and Him crucified. I'm going to give my attention, my focus to what the Lord is doing right now. And I can hear the sound of the abundance of rain. There is more. God's inviting you to fellowship with the spirit of glory, with the spirit of the eternal God who wants to manifest his glory among us, with the spirit of wisdom and understanding, of counsel and might, of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. He wants to pour out his spirit in fresh ways. He wants to fill you and fill you again. When when the disciples had the outpouring of the Holy Ghost and they were baptised with fire, speaking with new tongues, pretty soon after, they got arrested. And you know what they did? When they got out, they got together and they prayed. And they said, Lord, look on their threats Stretch forth your hand to heal and do more. Stretch forth your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and miracles in the name of your holy servant, Jesus. They didn't say, Lord, shut them down. Stop them. It's terrible. But he, he, they brought it to him and said, look, you know what they're doing. So this is what we're asking you to do. More of what you've begun. Do more of what you've begun. Uh, Do more of what you've begun. They didn't go and start binding the spirit of religion and binding the spirit of the Pharisees and binding the opposition. They didn't get into warfare with the enemy. They just focused on what the Lord was doing and they went to war by declaring the will of God be done on earth as it is in heaven. And as they began to declare, your kingdom come, your will be done. Stretch forth your hand to heal. Do signs, wonders and miracles. He already was. Why were they asking him? Because they understood when you, to ask for rain in the time of rain. Why do you ask for rain when it's already raining? Because the Bible says, ask for rain in the time of rain ask for more. If the Holy Spirit started moving, ask for more. And when the opposition comes, instead of getting all twisted up and concerned and worried and anxious, ask for more. Run harder after it. And then the Holy Spirit came and filled them all again. And the place was shaken like an earthquake. That excites me. I've given up worrying about people thinking she's she's all into this holy spirit stuff and you know a bit out there. No, I'm into the Lord God Almighty who is the same yesterday today and forever, who does signs and wonders and miracles and is a supernatural God. My focus is on him. The the cornerstone and the capstone, the beginning and the end, and the one who wants to move by His power, not by might, not by human knowledge, but by the Spirit of the living God. He wants to shake the temple again and again and again and again and again and fill us and fill us and fill us and fill us and fill us. us. I loved how Andrew got up and sang that song. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Now, it's so simple. We can quote it. We can sing it. But do we understand it's the very heart of the Lord? the prayer of God for your life, that you would encounter His Spirit so that you could speak to the mountain that you're facing and tell it to move. You can start to be birthed in faith in a way that will not, um, not get caught up in despair. Psalm 27, I had to throw it in there somewhere. I would have lost heart. I would have despaired, it says in the New American Standard, unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. There's a stubborn... It doesn't matter what's going on. I'm not going to give in to despair. I'm not going to give in to discouragement. I'm not going to give in to hopelessness. I would have lost heart if I hadn't believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Hallelujah. Father, we say thank you. Holy Spirit, we welcome your presence. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you want to baptize people afresh in your spirit and with the spirit of might, the spirit of power. Lord, the spirit of strength. Father, I thank for the might of your spirit, Lord, touching and healing and doing miracles and signs and wonders tonight. Lord, I'm asking, Holy Spirit, that you would heal and that you would move by your power in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we give you all the worship and all the praise and all the glory. For you are worthy.